Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. your service on News Talk 1120 KMOX. My name is Mike Elam, sitting in tonight for George Sells. And I don't know if you've heard, but we're about ready to kick off football in St. Louis. You may say, what? Football? That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, the St. Louis Battle Hawks are back. And they have a huge event that is getting ready to kick off on January 21st from noon until 3 over at the Armory. It is Fan Fest 2023 kickoff event. And we would like to welcome the Vice President of Football Operations, Mr. Brandon Williams, to join us today. Brandon, how are you? I'm doing good, Mike. How are you doing tonight? Man, I am football crazy, so I am super excited <laughs> to talk about the Battle Hawks, man. I'm sure you've got to be very excited about this event. I'm super excited about it. It's always a good opportunity when uh, we can get in front of our fans because, you know, the Battle Hawks are the best football fans in the world. Uh, and so we're excited to bring uh, this event to the Armory, which is a brand-new space, which is a space that we, we like a, a lot. And so we're excited about it, and we just want to bring something that the fans can have fun. So it's great because we're right on the heels of the winter warm-up with baseball. So we've got that all excitement that's getting kicked up. Then the Battle Hawks are back. And the Battle Hawks formally had, from what I understand, the number one attendance numbers of anybody in the league. Isn't that right? Yeah, in the 2020 iteration before COVID, they had some really good uh, attendance numbers. I think they were averaging like 28,000 fans per game in the beginning. Uh, and so, quite honestly, we're we're not trying to create, well, recreate the the wheel, Mike. We want to do the same thing and expand on it, you know. And so, we're excited to get in front of these fans at the Armory from twelve to three, man. And we're gonna bring in Coach Anthony Beck. We're gonna bring in some surprise guest players as well, so we can do some some Q and A. We're gonna sign some autographs, have some giveaways, and we want to pack that dome. We went to the top, build the dome. Well, I know everybody is getting excited. They're really glad that, that the whole Battle Hawk logo and everything stayed the same. Uh, everybody is ready to get back out. It's good to have football back in St. Louis, and I think the fans are very excited about that opportunity. This is going to be great because, like you said, January 21st from noon to 3, it's at the Armory, the Fan Fest 2023 kickoff event. It's free, so it's free to the public. You can stop by. Uh, there's special seating and access for season ticket holders that are there. There's going to be a little bit of everything. Uh, should people bring anything with them when they come down there? 
Uh, I would say if you got some things that you may want to get signed, you may want to bring that down. But other than that, I mean, just bring a positive attitude. Be ready to yell and scream a lot because football is back in St. Louis. Uh, and we, we purposely did this uh, on Saturday to preempt the NFL playoffs that's going to be playing uh, at the Armory as well. So we want just Saint, we want football fans to come out, have fun, uh, and, and just – just be ready to party, man. That's it, Mike. Just be ready to party. So tell me a little bit about the season. When is the official kickoff of the Battlehawks season? So the official kickoff of the XFL is the weekend of February 18th and 19th. Our first game as the Battlehawks will be February 19th in San Antonio at 2 p.m. That's the ESPN, I believe, ESPN game. Uh, but the schedule is out. So that will be our first uh, uh, game. Our first three games will be away games. Uh, and then, so our first game will be February 19th. Then we follow that right back up with a Thursday night game, February the 23rd. Uh, we're going up to Seattle for that game. Uh, and, and so then we have another away game. And then our first home game, our home opener, will be March 12th, the, week, uh, the weekend of 314 day. And so we want the Battlehawks' first opening home game to be the kickoff of the celebration of St. Louis and football being back in St. Louis. Man, that is that is going to be so exciting. Um, how many games are you going to play at home? How many St. Louis games are we going to have this year? Yeah, so great question. We got 10 total games, and so we got five games down at the Dome this year. March 12th, like I said, is the first one. We're going to follow that up the next weekend with another home game. Then we're going to take, I think, two weeks on the road. And then we're going to play the last three weeks of April all at the Dome. And, look, my expectation is that we're going to fill that Dome up. I think the St. Louis fans are going to come out and have a blast with us. And I'm hoping that the team will be in a position to go to the playoffs, Mike, because you know what that means. We'll get another home game if they're in the playoffs. So let's do it. Man, that's that sounds really exciting. Hey, tell me this. So I know we'd love for the fans to join us uh, on the 21st down at the Armory from noon to 3 p.m. for FanFest 23. But if they can't make it there, how can they find out some more information about how to get their tickets if they haven't got them already? Absolutely. What they can do is uh, they can go to XFL.com and click on the Battlehawks logo. I think they actually put the tickets on the coach's faces. So if you click on Coach Anthony Beck's face, <laughs> you might be able to get some tickets. Uh, you can also follow us on social media, you know, uh, at XFL Battlehawks uh, on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, we got it's a few fan groups that are on Facebook as well. They, they make sure they get the right information on there. Also, if you go to XFL.com, now this is, this is the cool thing. You go to XFL.com and you sign up for this thing called a huddle. And so once you get on there, you'll be signed up to the Battlehawks huddle and you'll get information about what's going on in St. Louis, what's going on with the team, special giveaways that we do surveys within the huddle to ask you what you want to uh, see from tailgate to another fan event and just really cool stuff like that. Man, I am looking forward to that. March 12th is the first game that we're going to have. Um how many players are going to be down at the event this weekend? How many are we expecting to have down there? Yeah, so we're expecting to have six total players, so three offense, three defense, plus Coach Anthony Beck. 
Fantastic. That is Brandon hey, Williams. Mike, yes. And hey, Mike, you know, I, I used to play too, so it's going to be seven players down so, there. Come on now. That's right. So you have an, a, a former NFL career. You are also the youngest sports executive in St. Louis. So kudos to you for pulling that off, man. So I appreciate uh, the leadership that you have shown. I know St. Louis misses football, man. They they really miss football. So it is good to have the Battle Hawks here. I appreciate you and the team. Uh, looking forward to meeting Coach this weekend, seeing the players that are down there. So if folks want to bring stuff to get it signed, feel free to bring that down. It is a free event, so it's open to the public. You don't have to pay anything to get in. Stop on by uh, January 21st, noon to it is at the Armory. It is FanFest 2023 kickoff event. Uh, March 12th is the first game of the season. So, Brandon, we appreciate you spending some time tonight, and thanks for telling us all about this exciting event, and we look forward to kickoff on uh, 312 here in St. Louis. That's right. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. The Battle Hawks are back. Football back into St. Louis right after the Super Bowl ends. Then you're going to turn around and you're going to get football all over again. Ethan is super excited about football. Oh, yeah. You just, you can't get away from him. Just See? when, just, you know, there used to be the massive hangover, right? Of, oh, man, Super Bowl is over and now what do we have? You know, other sports are there, but nothing, nothing compares to football in America. And now you, now you got more of it coming in the That's XFL right. and St. Louis. I mean, they packed out that place in 2020, and I have uh, they really did. Uh, no um, lack of confidence that they'll do it once again here in 2023. I definitely think they're going to do it. I know everybody is is very excited about having that. Uh, so many of my friends were really into the Battle Hawks, and they were very disappointed that that didn't last. So I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I had a friend who used to always say, football season kicks off again when we have the draft which has just taken on a whole other life of its own. Right. If you ever have the opportunity to go to an NFL draft, go to the draft uh, party. In Kansas City this year. That is going to be had, huge. I had quite a few buddies there talking about taking a trip down. So, oh, I mean, man. It's, it's an event. Tickets aren't that expensive either. They're not, but there's all kinds of stuff that you can do that doesn't cost anything either. So I, I'm, I'm one of those people that I love baseball. I love my Cardinals. I love my Blues. That's great. But for me... When football season starts, that's when football. That's when sports really start. Everything else is kind of just getting me there. And that's why I we got. That's why we got to keep you awake during I, these playoff. Games. I know that's sacrilege when we, you know, <laughs> when we're talking about baseball here, but we'll do that. Hey, uh, there was a county council meeting tonight for St. Louis County. You may have missed that, but you know who didn't miss it? Mark Carter. Mark Carter is the St. Louis County Council member for District Seven. He was there for the whole meeting. As, as they require you to do when you're elected to that seat. We're going to talk to him about what happened tonight and what's been going on with St. Louis County Council. It is at your service. My name is Mike Elam. Thank you for joining us tonight on KMOX. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is at your service. My name is Mike Elam, and you are listening to News Talk 1120 KMOX. Sean Michael Lyle has joined us. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you? It's it's exciting to have you on the air with me. We didn't get a chance to do I know you do this with Hancock on a regular basis. Yeah, Hancock and Kelly, right. So I'm I'm sorry that you have to put up with those guys, but God love you for being a pro. Well, I, I just told old stories of when I used to live in Hollywood and, and uh, encounters with celebrities. That's really all I ever do. Well, being hospital. with Hancock and Kelly, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, how's that? I was the celebrity <laughs> thing. It's oh, a, yeah. It's man. a lower bar in St. Louis. Okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So did you know there was a St. Louis County Council meeting tonight? Oh, yeah. I covered the county council I have since I got here. So I, that, that just, that's cruel. That is really cruel for them to do that to you. Oh, no, make, actually. Um, it would have been worse if they would have given you St. Charles County, uh, but, but they gave you St. Well, Louis County. Well, I do the uh, the St. Louis uh, County Council. I also cover a lot of the state legislature. We also have Phil Brooks, who does that right. as well. But I cover what happens from the floor. And, uh, it, you know, there's, there's always rich material. And people <laughs> the next morning sometimes can't wait to... Hear what they're up to and the delicious sound bites that I come up with with uh, these meetings. So. A lot of times there's stories behind the story, and, and that's kind of what you look for. Is Mr. Harder available? I am. Ah, I, I knew Ethan said you needed a minute, so I wanted to make sure you were there. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome Mark Harder, who is St. Louis County Council, District Number 7, just freshly reelected and in for another four years. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm here. Wow. Great to be on your show. I'm glad to have you. I don't know what that sh was in the middle. but I thought that, that was, was his comment. I, I did, how too. Was, yeah. I, I thought he was saying that. There was a big noise that happened right before that. So uh, I, I think that was a round of applause, actually. That, that's probably exactly what it was. Well, I'm sure you were applauding the fact that, that your meeting was over and you got the opportunity to actually come home. How did things go tonight at the county council meeting? Oh, it went well. Uh, we were out of there in about an hour, which is uh, fast for us. That um, is. And uh, this was the first full meeting that our new chairwoman uh, was able to conduct the meeting this evening, Shalonda Webb. And I was the vice chair, of course. And uh, so we had about eight speakers uh, talking on various topics. And um, we dealt with a number of different things. Uh, tonight we voted on the marijuana tax for St. Louis County going forward. So 
uh, Mike, you're going to have to, you know, fork over a few more dollars when you come to buy your stuff in St. Louis County. You know, we're um, we're having a special meeting for that on Thursday in St. Charles County to actually okay. take that uh, issue up because um, you it has to be done before. I guess it's uh, Tuesday of next week is when you have to have your language in for the primary or for the April election. So you're going to close out on ballot language that has to be done there. So we're actually going to have a special meeting on Thursday just to talk about this and talking about do we earmark the money for public safety or do we just let it roll into the general fund? What did you folks do tonight? Well, what we did is uh, uh, we had that same discussion uh, offline and what we wanted to do and uh, 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 kind of executive page uh, was pushing for the money just to go into our general fund, which is basically where we need it right now because we're in a $40 million deficit position. And so every dollar uh, would be great towards general fund, which is our largest fund. And so, um, so we've gone that that direction. Now, this this will be for the full St. Louis County. It will be three percent on every sale of um, of uh, marijuana or related products, and then it will be up to the individual municipalities within the county to decide if they have a dispensary, uh, retail um, location that they can tack on another three percent if they like or anything less um, on top of that as well. So if you add those two together, uh, that's 6%, and then I believe the state is around 6%, so you're looking at uh, 12% uh, tax uh, on these uh, marijuana items. Now, this is only on recreational marijuana, right? The medical marijuana does not get taxed at the same level from what I understand. Is that is that true? Correct. Yes, that's correct. Okay. That's correct. So if somebody wants to avoid the tax, um, they can go get a medical, um, you know, exemption or card, and uh, they can um, they can buy it for a little bit less in that case. So the other big news that happened tonight is Manchester. Yes. Um, Councilman Harder, this is Sean Michael Lyle uh, here. The uh, I. Did I see correctly that it looked like uh, the council kind of fumbled the uh, the uh, – the boundary commission appointments a little bit uh, is is that about right? I mean that one w- failed on a three three when it seemed to me that they both were supposed to, or at least Doctor Page's hope would be that they would be both held off until next week so that uh, Councilman Trakis could be back and and break the tie. Is that about right? Well, you were very observant of that. Um, basically, um, to give the backstory, uh, the Boundary Commission has been meeting for almost six months concerning a um, an area that is unincorporated St. Louis County that lies next to um, a man, the city of Manchester. And uh, the city of Manchester proposed to annex this area into the city of Manchester. And so they started having meetings in town halls and the like. Uh, to communicate uh, the willingness to do this and to give people an opportunity to ask questions and to, you know, go over the numbers, what this is going to mean. You know, if you're living in unincorporated St. Louis County and now you want to, you know, move or be incorporated into Manchester, what that's going to mean taxation-wise and so on. Uh, That's been going on with the Boundary Commission itself, which is made up of uh, about eight people that are appointed 
by both the county executive and the municipal league um, to serve on that committee. And so everything was going fine until um, about two weeks ago. Uh, they voted. They voted five to three to put it on the uh, on a future ballot, which is what they could do. And then in the meantime, um, Mr. Page somehow didn't like that vote and started uh, talking about replacing two of the affirmative votes on there uh, with people that he wanted on there. And uh, so that got the um, heckles of uh, Manchester uh, all aggravated uh, because this thing had come this far. And, and it, looked, it looked like, on the surface at least, that he was trying to interfere with that vote um, because they've got one more vote next week on the 24th to to basically solidify the vote that they took a week or so ago. So the whole thing was, you know, shouldn't have happened, but uh, I think we caught wind of it and were educated by the mayor and others that were there tonight about what was going on. So we voted uh, basically to hold, we should have hold, held both of the appointee, uh, but one got voted down, the other one got held. But either way, um, it, uh, it it was what the city of Manchester thought would be the best thing to do at this late date. So the one that got voted down, can he be brought back up again or is at the next meeting? Not, not normally. Um, you know, you would normally just come up with somebody else. That's what I figured. Um, and um, uh, so, yes, it was fumbled by our chair a little bit on how that should go. They They probably should have just held both of them until – next week or the following week um and uh but the county executive has had four vacancies that he could have appointed somebody up until this point and hadn't and uh he could have influenced maybe the the other vote um uh, early on but didn't for whatever reason so uh it just looked very suspicious for him to get involved in this at the very end um and all this vote was was to let the people of the unincorporated area and the people of Manchester to put this on the ballot at a future date this year um, so that they can vote whether this area should be incorporated or not. Um, so uh, so that's, that was a big, big story tonight, and I think it will be on the, on the news uh, as well. It's only going to be the people of Manchester and in that unincorporated area that vote, correct? Correct, and it has to win... 50% plus one in each section. So it's just uh, a simple for, majority. For it to go through. Simple majority for each of those areas. And if it passes, um, then uh, then the uh, incorporation of those two areas, um, you know, goes through. I, and that wouldn't happen probably until after the first of the year. So I understand that the county executive is not in favor of Manchester expanding. Is that correct? Correct. Why is he against that? Um, I, that's a good question. Maybe you need to have him on your show. Um, but, uh, my, <laughs> I don't like him inkling... as much as I like you. You're much more fun to have on the well, show. Well, he said something, oh. he said something I know earlier to, to the effect of saying that it creates like these, uh, isolated islands of County, uh, land there or something, but just seeing the map, I don't see how that is the case. No, it actually, I think it will tighten those islands up because this area, you know, is, is directly, you know, across the street from the current boundary of Manchester. So it actually makes Manchester bigger. Uh, they get the services of the people of Manchester get today. 
uh, trash, police, you know, road maintenance and such. Uh, and, uh, and, and they could only be considered if it's, if the property is connected to the uh, adjoining, adjoining city. So it, they can only uh, annex things that attach to them right now. Um, so that this satisfy, that's the first requirement of any kind of annexation. It has to be, you know, adjacent to the the uh, party that's uh, asking for this. Yeah, contiguous, basically. So, okay, well, thank yeah, you. Contiguous, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was satisfied early on. After that, it just became an issue of do people feel this is a good move? They feel, you know, they're going to pay the same tax, more tax, less tax. Uh, they're going to get more services, less services. Um, all those kind of things have been discussed in these town hall meetings for almost six months. We're talking with Mark Carter, who is the vice chair of the St. Louis County Council from District 7 out in West St. Louis County. So lots of stuff going on out there. Anything else um, earth shattering that's going on with the county council that you would like to break news about tonight? Well, and, and not so much with the county council. I mean, we, we've got, as we've talked before, we got this $40 billion uh, budget deficit, and right. we've got to work together with the county executive. And we offered last year to um, to put together monthly meetings to come up with solutions on how we close this gap. And hopefully a date hasn't been picked yet, uh, but hopefully here before the month runs out, we'll have a date where a select representative representatives of both sides will will be able to hopefully hash out some some uh, some compromise somewhere on this and uh, but I will say the thing that's that I think it's a regional issue right now is is crime and uh, the car thefts that are going on in right. both uh, uh, St. Charles, St. Louis County, St. Louis City and in the region as a whole and so I've been a big champion of of increasing police uh, patrols in these areas that are that are hot targets, and so um, I'm tonight by chance. Tonight was the night I'm doing a ride along with police uh, in some of these hot areas and uh, seeing what they do, how they do it, and uh, try to come up with solutions on how we can uh, can make this uh, these stats go down. Fine. So I'll be out this evening, probably till two or three o'clock. Uh, doing my ride along and um, and being with the uh, the folks that are on the ground when it comes to these issues. Well, I hope you have a safe evening. I hope it's it's something you get to see what you need to see, but you don't get involved in anything that uh, might put you in danger. So stay safe That's while you're right. out there. I know we're going to uh, catch up uh, later on after the East West Gateway Council of Governments meeting at the end of the month and try to talk a little bit more about that. I know in the October meeting that we had at East West Gateway. Uh, the mayor actually brought up that she wanted to do a crime summit. And I know the rest of us kind of looked at her like, wow, where have you been? But thanks for joining us. Uh, everybody yeah. else was on board with that. So her bringing that up as a, an at-large issue that wasn't on the agenda that day was kind of surprising to everybody. But I think it just speaks to the fact of there is a problem and everyone in the region realizes this is not just a city problem anymore. It is now a regional problem. And if we don't address it, it's it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So, And St. Louis County, of course, with uh, the new communications uh, center and everything, is getting more tools to actually be a, a big part of a regional effort towards uh, addressing that problem. So so the tools are, be, are being created and being put in place. 
Right. And unfortunately, with a lot of these tools, uh, it takes a long time to spin them up into actual use. And so we got to figure out how we're going to get through the next, you know, two to three, maybe four years before we're at full complement and uh, and also to get more police. And we need people that are willing to step up and take that as a career objective and and to be part of our police forces in, in all areas, not just St. Louis County, but the city and in the surrounding uh, areas. But uh, uh, it is crime is is we, it's the number one problem right now. And it's keeping businesses away from the area. It's it's uh, it's uh, downgrading people's lifestyles and where they want to live. Uh, it is uh, it's a root of a lot of different evils in our in our community, and we've got to hit it head on. And I think the time of uh, to talking about this is over. We just need more action, and we need people that are willing to put on the uniform, the badge, and the and the uh, uh, and the um, uh, coat, and make it make it happen out here uh, in the suburbs as well as in the city. We were talking with Jane Duker uh, last hour, and Jane was telling us about. In 2022, the St. Louis police force actually had a net loss of 150 officers that that they yeah. were down. So it's a problem that just continues to expand because we're seeing fewer and fewer people get into law enforcement like you were talking about. And we've been right. talking about that as we were going through the budget process in St. Charles County Council and uh, talking with our officers about uh, putting together attractive packages to try and, and keep them. It's it's hard enough to get officers out on the street. It's even harder to get officers to work in the correctional facilities. Working in the jails is, is even more of a challenge. And um, it, it's something that we're all going to have to work together to address. I appreciate you and the regional approach that you're doing. I wish you the very best tonight. I hope you have a great evening, but I hope you stay safe. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again very soon. Yeah, I'd like to get back on and maybe talk about, you know, if there was some excitement tonight, we can talk about that and, and see what that uh, what that looks like. And uh, But when you're sitting down with your council and putting those packages together, don't make them too attractive because we don't want to lose <laughs> any of our policemen from the from St. Louis County any more than we have to. So, you know, um, it, so don't be too attractive. I, I, I know you're, you're only halfway joking, but it's really a problem that we as a region have kind of created. Uh, Bidding just, wars for police officers it, and deputies. Yes. It's a real thing. Oh. It it really is to where every time somebody gives their police force a raise, someone else has to give their police force a raise. And then before long, the people who started giving the raise are back at the bottom of the pole again. And you start the right. whole process over again. So we're hoping that we may be able to find something besides just financial compensation i mean obviously that has to be part of it but is there something else that we can do to help uh improve the lifestyle like one of the things that jane was talking about in the city these officers because they are so short-handed are having to do mandatory overtime and you're just burning these guys out who are and ladies not not meaning to be sexist there but um burning our officers out because they're having to do all this mandatory overtime to keep the streets safe and it's already right. a tough challenge. Well, but then there's also with St. Charles County and Jefferson County, I know that the law enforcement there, the support that they get from the community and from the political leaders, yes. that that is worth that's worth its weight in gold. So just knowing that that the community and your political leaders have your back, that counts for an awful lot. It, it's big. And I, I think, Mark, you going out and, and doing what you're doing tonight really speaks volumes to the officers of you wanting to understand the role that they're in and 
taking the time to actually be out there and, and ride along and just see firsthand uh, what they're facing while they're out there. So, again, right. we appreciate you. Go ahead. I was going to say, the times I've done it, and I, if there's any public officials at any level uh, listening here tonight, I, I would encourage them to do what I'm doing because it does mean a lot uh, to these folks to have citizens and have elected officials. Uh, maybe they don't ride along, but maybe they come for the briefing. Maybe they come and, you know, give them a thumbs up, whatever. But I think any of that is is makes their job just that much more easy and uh, and, you know, and helps with the stress level and uh, to know that uh, that somebody's got their six. I, I think that's a really important point. That is Mark Carter. He is the vice chair of St. Louis County Council over in District 7. Mark, be safe tonight. And thanks again for coming on. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Thank you. We appreciate that. It's been a fun evening. There's been all kinds of stuff that we've kind of covered tonight, and uh, we'll move on with that and do a little bit more. Uh, can you can you stick around for a little bit? If you need me to, sure. So I always need help. Have you not <laughs> seen that already? Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Come on. You were here last Tuesday. You saw this happen. You're listening to At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. Uh, That is Sean Michael Lyle, who was sitting in with us for a little bit. And you are listening to News Talk 1120 KMOX. you got to love it when you can R-O-C-K in the USA. That's just how it works. I think I was in college when this song came out. 
you got to love John Mellencamp, though. Hey, it's At Your Service. My name is Mike Elam. Uh, sitting in with Sean Michael Lyle is with us today. How are you, sir? I'm good. Uh, John Mellencamp, good Midwestern rock. That's right. right. You got to love an Indiana boy. Yeah, absolutely. You, you know who you, you don't have to necessarily love? Who? Corinne Jean-Pierre. Oh, uh, well, I, I don't know her because, and I don't think anyone really knows her because we only know Corinne Jean-Pierre, the White House spokeswoman, when she's under this terrible stress, yes. you know, every day is her worst possible day. I was, I, I just made a note that I put her, KJP, worst job ever. She has got to have the worst job ever, especially when the Biden people have put themselves in the box that they've kind of put themselves in, right? So when documents were found with Donald Trump, they just found all the worst things that they could possibly say about having classified documents or top secret documents. This is how horrible of a person that you are personally for having these documents. And everybody jumped on the bus with that. And then, oh, wait, we yes. have them too. And and she was saying that, well, but, you know, it's under control and this is the circumstances and didn't realize that as she was saying that, that more documents had been found. And they were saying, wait a minute. You were telling us this, and there were more documents, and she says, I just found out about that Friday, and then she finally said what she should have said on her first day of the job, and that is, we are not going to comment about this. Three different locations, or three different days last week, they found more documents, more documents, more documents. I I was joking, I was on Glover yesterday afternoon, and I was joking about the fact of, this writes a Saturday Night Live script. Like, there, there's got to be a Saturday Night Live skit that they do of having somebody over to the house, and everywhere you go throughout the house, there's another top-secret document just sitting around. Oh, sorry, I'm out of coasters. Go ahead and use this classified document right here. Right. Hunter, could you bring that in? No, we're out of toilet paper. Here, <laughs> oh, just, here we've there got you go. this. this just, don't worry about that Ukrainian type. It's fine. It's it's going to be well, good. The real, the real of, of course, of, of that is the, uh, the Penn-Biden Institute. Yes. Uh, uh, and that is, uh, you know, the the documents there, and uh, you know, Penn, uh, the the university which owns it and runs it, getting that fourteen million dollar Chinese anonymous donation. Right. So here you have this school that gets this huge amount of money from China, and by the way, they're they're in control of classified documents, and nobody seems to know who saw them. And that's where we really have a problem is well, right there. I think we're going to learn, and, and the phrase you're going to hear a lot over the next few months is chain of custody. And no one really knows who had access to these documents. They were definitely not secure. And I, I would argue that neither one of them were. Whether you're talking about Trump or you're talking about yeah, right. uh, yeah. you know, Biden, I, I would, everybody wants to parse them. Right. Well, the Trump is worse because of this. No, Biden's worse because of this. I, I would say they were both bad to a point. However, it, and, and this is another point that I had heard someone else make along the line. If you go back and look at all of the presidents when they have left, some of them, almost all of them have taken some documents with them. Yes. We just found out about these. Right. Now, there's an old expression that said, just because it's new to you doesn't mean it's new. And I think that's kind of where we're sitting right now. Well, and the thing with uh, President Trump, too, is also that the National Archive knew that he had them. Right. And forever. And so it wasn't like there's some surprise, some shock. 
And they it, knew where they were. And they knew where they the were. The Secret Service had shown up and, and the and FBI they, had the shown FBI up. The FBI showed up to come get them because they were negotiating, to, sending them back. So that's what that was about. But every, but they knew what was there. They knew who had them. They knew where they were. And they're they, not popping they up like flowers. A, they even suggested the lock. That they knew exactly where they were at Mar-a-Lago, and they, when they went and checked them out the first time, they said, okay, well, we see that they're here. We agree that they're here, but we don't think they're secure enough. This is the type of lock we would like for you to use. So they gave them that. So when they came back and did the whole raid, that's the part that I'm like, why? Why did you need to do that? You knew exactly where they were. You had already seen them. You had parsed through all of them. There was no question about what was there. The Biden stuff is interesting because no one seems to know what is there. They were taken six years ago because he was vice president, right. not president. Now you've got the whole parsing of, well, Trump could could declassify them because he was the president. Biden can't declassify them because he was the vice president. And he can't declassify them now that he is for when they were. Right. Yes, <laughs> You exactly. can't go back and redo that. So anyway, I, I come back to the fact that she has the worst job ever. And uh, I, I I feel badly for her. Yes. But. And and there is no because they go on to either go Fox News if the Republican CNN, if they're Democrat, write books or things like that. She just she gives that Marsha, Marsha, Marsha sound every day. <laughs> she, and may poor wanna, woman. she may want to just go out on a desert island somewhere and, and drink herself into a, a calm evening. So speaking of evening, we're about to wrap this evening up on the other side. My name is Mike Elam. That is Sean Michael Lyle. This is At Your Service, and you are listening to KMOX. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO.
It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's been a fun evening. And at your service, my name is Mike Elam. Thanks for hanging out tonight. Let us be a little part of your evening. Thanks to everybody who has been on with us tonight. Uh, Tom O'Keefe, who was the box office manager with the Family Arena, teeping it's about how to buy concert tickets. That was fun. Ed Akers and all the stuff that's going on with Local 636. Their 90s night party is coming up. It's already sold out. Otherwise, I would tell you how to buy tickets. So I guess to use Tom's uh, analogy, you should Google it, and then maybe you'll find the tickets on a third-party site. Yeah, that, that, that's about all you got well, right that's now. That's about it. That's it. Find somebody that you can do it. Thanks to Jane Duker for talking about uh, the police situation in the city of St. Louis. She works very closely with police departments in the county and the city, and um, man, it's, it's just a challenge that we're going to have to figure out at some point. Um, but something to be exciting about, the Battlehawks are back. They get the big fan kickoff that is going on uh, on the 21st, and that is over at the Armory. It's going to be from noon until 3. You can go check that out. Thanks to Brandon Williams, the Vice President of Operations for the Battlehawks, for spending some time with us and, and talking about that tonight. And Mark Harder is going to be out and about with uh, some of our local law enforcement officials doing a ride-along tonight. He is the new vice chair of St. Louis County Council. He is the council member who is over District 7. They had a big discussion tonight about Manchester doing a bit of expansion, and the county executive doesn't want that expansion to go through, but looks like it's going to go to the voters, and the voters are going to get to decide on that coming up on the April ballot. So it's been a full evening of... of Having everybody on, talking about all kinds of stuff. Thanks to Shawn Michael Lyle for sitting in with us for a little bit, discussing stuff. Thanks very much to Ethan for making sure that we're keeping the wheels on the bus. My pleasure. See, that it's a bigger challenge than what you thought. Uh, <laughs> Gary did did a nice job of assisting. Thank you very much. There you go. He was he was all excited, and it's okay. Go ahead. Yeah. It very quickly. <laughs> so very, very well uh, said, Gary. Okay. That's exactly what, how I would have put it too. Hey, my name is Mike Elam. We appreciate you spending some time with us tonight on At Your Service. Have a great week. We'll talk to you very soon on News Talk 1120 KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.